All right, everybody, welcome into Daily Draft Report. This one's a really exciting one for me. I'm not gonna gonna beat around the bush. We're gonna tackle some of the hardest prospects first. So tonight's prospect, we're gonna go with Devin Achain, the running back from Texas AM. He is a junior and he is a bit small at 5'9, 185 pounds. And to bring on the 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 um, judge and the jury for this case, we're gonna bring in Jeremy from Dynasty Domain. Jeremy, how you doing, bud? Good, Dwight. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity. Oh yeah, I saw you on a Twitter pounding the table for him, and I'm like, yep, that's that's who I want. Because exactly. I want somebody on my side, somebody who's not going to tell me that I'm wrong. Because I don't like telling me I'm wrong. That's my wife's job. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I, I should bring her on for closing arguments every night. And I don't know if she'd appreciate that, but <laughs> so, all right. Before we get rolling here, I do have to to do the plug thing. I want to give everybody a heads up. Make sure you check out on the Campus to Canton's feed, the Campus and Canton's Life podcasts. They are the Canton side covers college guys, you know, CFF, C2C, Devi, and the campus side or Canton. I said them backwards, didn't I? Campus side covers all that. The Canton side actually covers the NFL side. So Campus Life is on Monday nights usually, and Canton comes out later on in the week. So yeah, that was a great plug, Dwight. Um, anyways, <laughs> we're going to go through Devin and Jane's stats real quick. Uh, did just a little bit as a freshman, came on as a sophomore with 130 carries, 910 yards, seven touchdowns. Also had nine or 24 receptions, but he had a really great year his junior year. Uh, 196 carries, 1,100 yards, 36 receptions for 196 yards, and another three touchdowns. So I think he's going to, as far as an analytic standpoint, he's going to make the analytic guys happy, and he's going to destroy the combine. So we'll get real quick then. We're going to get into the meat and potatoes here. Jeremy, what skills does a chain have you think that will make him successful at the next level? Yeah, I mean, I think you've I think you've highlighted it fairly, fairly well off the bat. I think he's going to be an analytics darling, but from what I've seen from tape, I've watched a couple of his games from 2021 and about three or four of his games from 2022. What I see is a guy who's shifty, he's explosive, He's compact. I think he's actually fairly good contact balance wise for the 185 pounds that he's listed at. I think he's got really good deceleration. Everybody likes to talk about his speed and it will be something that will be highlighted at the combine, obviously. But I think he's really good at slowing down and not using too many steps when he gets that edge on the defense and he's able to put his foot in the ground and turn up field. And if you over pursue Devin A chain, it's going to be problems for your defense because he's going to take it into the middle of the field and he's going to gash you for even more yards. Um, <clears throat> the speed, obviously Olympic level track athlete. He has a PR at Texas A&M as a, as a track runner, a 10.13 meter dash that translates to a 4.23 in the 40. So maybe he won't run his PR at the combine, but I would imagine he's probably going to put up close to a PR because he's going to be training for that track get off at the 40 yard dash for a couple of months here leading up to the draft. He's actually really solid between the tackles too, contrary to popular belief. Um, and he does a good job of tracking the ball downfield. I've seen a lot of tape from, of him as a receiver. And a lot of times when you look at a running back, that's a receiver, they're catching swing passes or screen passes. Those balls aren't typically going very far down the field. He's able to take the take a seam route, into a fade down the sideline and be aware of where the sideline is and give himself enough room and space to catch the ball and do something with it after the catch. So that's something I like to look for in a running back that could do more than just catch a swing pass out of the backfield. 
Oh, absolutely. That's one of the things you happen to notice. He seems very natural as a receiver and he, they will occasionally line him out, you know, in the slot and things like that to try to create mismatches. But you highlighted a little bit. I do think he's much better in between the tackles than people think. And I think that's part of the vision. And I think his elite trait, you know, there's a lot of guys you'll see that don't, that have good traits. And, but his elite trait, I think, is your, his, like you said, his acceleration and deceleration is, I think he might actually destroy the three cone at the, at the combine because his footwork is ridiculous. Like to watch how, like you said, how quickly he will just, and when he shifts directions or he jumps, I mean, he doesn't lose any bit of speed. It's pretty scary. Like, like, like when you watch him, I'm actually surprised he didn't do more. In That's why I think he's pretty compact for his size and his speed because he, you would think somebody that can move that fast wouldn't be able to process what they're seeing because the body is going so fast, but he's, he does a really good job of processing the blocks, letting the blocks do the work for him and then getting some of the dirty yards inside the, inside the tackles some some analytics real quick his expected yards per rush is at 0.58 it's the fifth highest in the class behind Tajay Spears um Keaton Mitchell Zach Evans and and Dwayne McBride Uh, three of those four guys don't play against SEC competition so we're talking about a guy that has performed at a high level and against the best competition in the country his yards per carry over team was at a 0.98 as a junior uh, sophomore year was even better because he did pretty favorably to Isaiah Spiller, who was very bad in this cat in this statistic, and it it kind of does showcase um, an an inability to translate to the next level. Zamir White also was very bad at this statistic last year as well. Um, <laughs> he's he's also only behind Zach Evans, Israel Abanacanda, Tajay Spears, and Dwayne McBride in this class for yards per carry over team. And he has the highest backfield dominator rating per reception in this class. And that's showcased by the 60 catches over the last two years. I actually got all these statistics from campus to Canton.com. <laughs> they they do. You. you guys do a yes. really good job of highlighting because we're talking about 140 FBS teams. We're not talking about 32 NFL teams. This is a mass amount of data that's being collected. And you guys do a really good job of making it very actionable and very easy to use in the, in the prices for the subscriptions are very, very affordable. I think it's well worth it. Thank you. You should have done our plug. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm for some reason, I'm not an analytics person at all. And sometimes I'll dink around with them and then I end up just getting like, okay, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't even know how to use things. I probably should, but I'm old and, and surly and get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I also wanted to highlight that you did return 20 kicks in co- 20 kicks in college. Averaging yep. more than 31 yards or return, taking two back for touchdowns. So, I mean, he's absolutely. Just, he's so, a big Devon A. Chain. He's going. He's going to have a role on an NFL team from day one. There's a lot of guys in this draft that don't necessarily. You can't say for 100 percent certainty that they're going to have a role when they first join an NFL team. Devon A. Chain. You're not going to keep that speed off the field. He's going to be in the game plan at some at some point in time. Um, I really liked. James Cook coming out of last year's class. He was my RB4 coming out. I didn't anticipate him getting late uh, late second-round capital. I thought maybe he could go late day two, kind of that Rashad White range, maybe even day three, like around the Damian Pierce range. But if he was a second-round pick and James Cook had some warts in his analytical profile and in his film, Devon A. Chain's film is 100% better than James Cook's. His speed, 
his elite traits are better than James Cook's. I, if he's if James Cook is a second round pick, I don't see how Devon A. Chain's not a top 50 pick in the NFL draft. All right. So what can hold him back? Like, what, what do you think could prevent well, him from being successful? I mean, the elephant in the room, you know, he's he's 5'9, 185. So at 185 pounds, can he get the day two draft capital or is it too much of a deterrent to NFL front offices? Um, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think he's going to have a couple of months here to to drink as many protein shakes as he can, eat as many, eat as much chicken and broccoli and white rice and bulk up and hopefully get to like 195, like around where maybe Kyron Williams weighed in last year. Um, I think the biggest concern is, will he get the 10 carries a game as a, as a running back in the NFL? And will he get five to seven targets? I don't know if he'll get 10 carries. Uh, somebody that's of similar size and stature was Devin Singletary this, this past season. He's mm-hmm. five, seven, two Oh five, two, two ten, somewhere around there. And he averaged 11 yard, uh, 11 carries uh, a game this, this 2022 season. So right. we have seen, players of this similar stature be able to get double digit carries but i'm more of the opinion that i would rather him get more touches in the receiving game anyway so if they give him eight eight carries six targets i'd be happy with that and i think he'll do a ton with that production wise so i think the only concern really is his his weight right yeah i'm pass blocking was a little bit of a concern uh, that i saw but that's you know I don't think any NFL team is going to be asking him to pass block at no. that size. And he's not the most powerful guy in the world. Once again, he's got good contact balance, but he does not going to be the guy that's going to run into somebody. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't bounce off, he's not going to get away from him, you know, but I saw him bounce off a lot of guys too, because he's just, you know, he's shifty enough and he can anticipate that contact. So those are the only other things I saw other than size. So. I agree. <clears throat> So what draft capital do you think he's going to get? And what do you, what teams would you like to see him on? Who do you think he'd be a good fit for? So I just saw a recent mock draft uh, today, I think from Dane uh, Bugler, if I, if I remember correctly, I, I look at a bunch of them every day, so I, I can't be definitively sure who wrote which one. I saw him go to Miami in the second round. Um, him doing what they thought they were going to get Chase Edmonds to do with that speed kind of taking over the Raheem Mostert role in that offense to go along with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, that would be a lot of fun. But everybody and their mother wants the Miami Dolphins landing spot or, you know, some, somewhere of that of that ilk that's going to be a high-powered offense. I would I think he would be a really good fit personally with the Bears, um, with, Justin, with Justin Fields. I think you wouldn't have to necessarily force Devon A. Chain to be a hammer back. You could kind of let him stretch this, stretch the sidelines, let him work east to west, and then you could use Justin Fields sporadically, not as much as they have used him, but sporadically to where he could work it in between the tackles on on short yardage situations, and I think they would be a good one-two punch for, for that offense. Yeah, the only pause I would have with the Bears is, is Herbert is kind of there. And when he's filled that type of role, he's looked good. But yeah, but he could be a great that type of back. So yeah, everybody wants Miami. And and what I've seen is, you know, I've seen a lot of late I've seen a few late first rounds. Yeah. I've seen a lot, a lot of second, you know. So a lot of Kansas City too. Good. Everybody wants oh, everybody wants Kansas City, yeah. That would be quite nasty. Um <laughs> so the, 
yeah, I, I pulled up his the NFL mock draft database, and they didn't have a lot of recent mock drafts with him going because they usually tend to only find first and second rounds. As we get more seven rounders, I think you'll see more, yeah, better information for that. And where is he as far as like your rookie running back standings? Where is a chain right now? I have a hard time keeping him out of my top three personally. Ooh. He's he's definitively in the top five. So my my top five is is Bijan, Evans, Gibbs, A Chain, Charbonnet. So that's that's why I see the top five. Where I put them in an order, I would say Bijan is a tier of his own. And then Definitely. I'm still kind of trying to figure out which how I rank the other four personally. <laughs> yeah, I'm still early in the process, but he's right around five to seven for me. Like I'm still kind of sorting it out, and my mm-hmm. I have an unhealthy love for Kendra Miller, so he's up there and very high on a lot of people's points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I've been I had him at RB three for a while, but I, I'm tempering expectations a little bit because of the lack of pass catching. But yep. Um, and do you have a player comp for a chain? Um, so so I do. Yeah. So early on in the process, I didn't think I would like. Devon A chain because of the aforementioned lack of weight and BMI and stuff that I just didn't know what his role would be like in the NFL. And I watched his tape and I really, I really liked his ability to run between the tackles that a lot of people said that he couldn't do. But if you just watch the tape, you could see that he can do it. Um, I actually came away from watching the tape thinking that he was a better runner between the tackles than Jameer Gibbs. And that's why I went to the campus to camp because I was like, am I seeing something that maybe I, maybe I'm just wrong, but I went and looked up at, at the advanced analytics as well. And they also determined that he is a better runner between the tackles than Jameer Gibbs. And it's pretty convincingly. uh, If you look at those metrics, I originally comped him to Chris Johnson, 5'11", 195 uh, at the combine, but you know, it's hard to compare somebody to Chris Johnson. (laughs) Um, I think, a more realistic comp and what I came away with ultimately was work done nice. who I, I like believe that. was also around five, eight, one seventy six. So he wasn't a big guy, uh, had multiple seasons over a thousand yards rushing. And if work done played in the NFL today, instead of the NFL 20 years ago, uh, we're, we would be talking about pretty serious PPR PPR back, uh, in work done in, in these zone running schemes and stuff. I think he would have, had an even more illustrious career than he did during that time period. So I really like the the work done to Devin, Devin a chain comp. Yeah. Wow. I like that a lot. Most people go more recent, you know, and I actually kind of like that a little more historical given. I mean, I was a, used to be a Florida state fan. So I, my first Jersey was worked on actually. So oh, I'm um, talking at the heart. Now, then. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just thinking about the way he was for a while there. So yeah. And they, do you, do you see that as well? Yeah, very similar style of play. Yeah, like okay. style of running, everything. Yeah, but, you know, back then it wasn't such a death sentence to be that size. You know, they would just go ahead and make him a workhorse back, you know, yeah. but it's, but they also didn't have 375 pound linemen running, you know, under five you know, for a 40 yard dash either. So that's true. It's a much well. different NFL. <laughs> so, all right, Jeremy, thank you, man. Thank you. Very, very fun. Good talk, man. Um, tell everybody where they can find your work on Twitter, like what you're doing. Uh, give your whole plug, man. All right. Yeah. Um, you could find me on Twitter at JCJ Dynasty. Um, I'm currently the director of content for Dynasty Domain. You could find our Twitter at Domain Dynasty. And uh, if you want to check out some of our, we have an ADP tool that we're currently running through a bunch of startups and we're collecting data to show you where it is that these rookie picks currently are being valued 
as it stands with actual dynasty assets. And you could check that out along with a bunch of articles that I, I write for Dynasty and Devi as well at uh, www.dynastydomain.locals.com. So it's on the, the Locals app instead of Patreon. But yeah, I mean, that's where you can find everything from us. And we're constantly putting out new stuff and we're trying to grow our platform over on YouTube as well. So you can check us out over on YouTube. All right, cool. Thank you, Jeremy. You can find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ, this podcast, Daily Draft RPRT, uh, my work at Campus to Canton and Dynasty Nerds. Thank you guys very much. This was a fun one. I feel like I have to, we might have to revisit him after the combine. But yeah, thank you guys very much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 